Building a business is hard. Maintaining healthy relationships with those that you care about is hard. Staying fit and healthy in your body, your mind, and your emotions is hard. This podcast is about finding and sharing tools, strategies, and experiences that may help you to achieve and maintain moderate success in your life, whatever that means to you. There is a ton of content created by the billionaires, the ultra-successful athletes, and by people that are at a level that the vast majority of us will just never get to. And if you're anything like me, I'm totally okay with that. This is a place where we talk about how to build a great business, but not necessarily a massive one. A place to talk about how we build a life that is balanced and integrated, but not necessarily optimized to levels that are not realistic for most of us. In short, it's a place where we explore how to be moderately successful. The work will always remain yours, and for the most part, it's simple, but not easy. I want to challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. I want to challenge you to take whatever resonates with you from this episode and to teach it to somebody that you think will benefit from it, and to do so in the next 24 hours. This will embed the learnings for yourself, and you'll be helping someone else as well as the podcast. Lastly, please share this with whoever you think needs to have this in their lives. The more reach we can get, the more impact we can have. With that said, let's get into it. Hey guys, good to be back. So off the back of one of the episodes that I recorded recently, there is a chap that I respect a great deal who runs a very large enterprise. And he reached out to me and he, he had some comments. And what I said to him was, hey, you know, I appreciate your appreciation of my work, but but I'd actually love to learn something from you. So I want to challenge you to to send me something that you find very useful that I can learn from. And he sent me something in confidence, so I won't speak about who he is, but uh, you know who you are listening to this. And I also won't share what he shared with me, but it did remind me of something that I have been doing a lot of work on, and that is a personal flywheel. So the context for this is it comes from Jim Collins, as a lot of my learnings do. And in Good to Great, Jim Collins speaks quite a lot about a flywheel concept. And he actually was so passionate about this that he went and he wrote a monograph just specifically on the flywheel. And I would highly recommend reading Jim Collins' Good to Great. I read it once a year, at least. And I would highly recommend going a little deeper and reading his, his little monograph, which is a very short read. But I wouldn't, do, I wouldn't do the monograph without necessarily reading Good to Great, just to get the context. The concept of a flywheel is one of these things that I sort of, I say this so often and I come across these concepts so often, but it's it's very simple, but very difficult to get right. And what I mean by right is to make it a meaningful and useful tool in your business and in your life. And the concept is the way that I view it anyway. So I'm not going to try and pretend that, you know, to teach Jim Collins work, what I'm going to do is share my experience of adopting that work and then making it my own. So We're very aware of process and checklists and algorithms and that kind of stuff. And I'll I'll probably do an episode on building out your business's core processes at some point. But for this episode, I really just want to focus on the flywheel. And, And I think the difference between the fundamental difference for me between a flywheel versus a process or just a set of steps or a checklist is, is the following. A process says, do this and then do that and then do the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. And the intention behind the process is to predictably and repeatably generate or produce the results that you want, right? So as much as I don't like this business, McDonald's is is a very good example of this. They kind of absolutely mastered 
a repeatable process to continually produce the results that they want in any shop anywhere around the world. Uh, I don't eat McDonald's, but uh, I've been told that that's not, <laughs> that's not necessarily true, that a Big Mac burger is the same in every store, but you get the point. Now, the difference with a flywheel is it's not a case of do this and then do that and then do that and then do that. The difference here is that when you do this thing, then the next thing kind of can't help but happen. And then when you do the next thing, the following thing kind of can't help but happen. And so you go and so you go. So it's building on momentum. It's not a step by step by step. It's more a nurture this thing and then the next thing will happen. Nurture the next thing and the next thing will happen. Nurture the next thing and the next thing will happen. And it goes round and round and round, building momentum, building momentum, building momentum until you have a very strong energetic movement that kind of begins to move by itself. So for today's episode, I don't want to get into, I don't want to use a business flywheel as an example. You can go and research this. Amazon is very often sort of shared as a great example of a very, very powerful business flywheel. That's quite formulaic and and kind of easy to understand and to see their model. But for today's episode, for purposes of being useful and for purposes of being simple, I want to share how I think about this in a personal context. So the concept is exactly the same. There's no difference in terms of the concept of applying this to one's personal life and one's business. But I'm going to use personal to illustrate the point and to give you a sort of very practical example. So some of this is is real for me. Some of it is not. So don't take this too seriously in terms of the detail, but rather just listen out for the process of creating a personal flywheel. So first of all, where I start with this stuff is I kind of think about where it all starts. So I think about like, there are a whole lot of things that I want to and need to achieve in my life or cover in my life or nurture in my life or get done, right? Some of them I want to do, some of them I have to do, but there's a whole bunch of stuff that falls under those categories. And in order to do that for me, I have sort of come across this concept that Self-care is very important, and I've said this before a few times, and I'll continue to say this, but self-care is actually not about you. So it's kind of a bit paradoxical, that thinking, but for me, self-care is not about the self. Self-care is actually about the people that depend on me or rely on me or that I care about. So if I'm not taking care of myself, I can't lead the people that I lead well. If I'm not taking care of myself, I can't be at my best performance in my business interests If I'm not taking care of myself, I can't be a fantastic dad, a fantastic husband, brother, friend, son, etc. So when I flipped the switch in my head and I went, you know what? Self-care is actually not about you, Mike. It's about the people that depend on you and that you want to serve and show up for. It shifted my view of self-care and it actually gave me permission to really put the stuff front and center. So what does self-care mean, right? Self-care for me is going to be different to you. But for me, this all starts with self-care. So the first point in my flywheel, the sort of starting point to get this very heavy object moving is categorized for me under the heading, do the work. But what does do the work mean? So for me, doing the work is defined as the following. Number one, meditate and non-sleep deep rest or yoga nidra. So I have to be very disciplined for me. This might not be the same for you, but I have to meditate twice a day and I have to do 
NSDR or Yoga Nidra every day. If I don't, my concentration lapse, my mood lapses, my focus lapses, I feel a bit out of control. So it's very, very important for me that I have to do the work. I have to meditate and I have to do NSDR as a continual practice. Then I also have to exercise and I have to do my core work. Again, for me, exercise is critically important for my mood, for my well-being, mental health, et cetera, et cetera. So I've got to continually exercise or regularly exercise. And for me, I have to do daily core work. I've had back problems. And for me, I have to do core work. Otherwise, my back falls out. When my back falls out, I can't exercise. When I can't exercise, I get grumpy. I get anxious. I lose focus, et cetera. So continuing on the theme of do the work, I've got to meditate. I've got to do my NSDR practice. I've got to have a regular exercise discipline. I've got to have a daily core discipline. I need to eat well. I won't get into the diet conversation here. But for me, eating well is really as simple food as possible. As, uh, as my good friend Troy Wallet, the executive health guy, says, try not to eat things with more than three ingredients in them. Don't eat sugar. Don't eat processed foods. Don't drink a lot of alcohol. And you, you're, kind of, you're kind of set. So for me, it's about disciplined eating. So the do the work here is about having the discipline in the things that I do and do not eat and to have consciousness around when I'm eating. So conscious eating. I have a huge appetite. So when I'm not consciously thinking about it, I just eat way, way, way too much. So I have to eat well. And then the last thing, and, and I've actually done an episode on this, is to adhere to my day types, right? So the first part of my flywheel is do the work. For me, do the work is meditate and NSDR discipline, exercise and core discipline, eating well discipline, and following my day types discipline. That kind of kicks off the flywheel for me. Right, now, now here's the flywheel thing. When I do that stuff, I almost can't help but be more productive and to nurture my important relationships. So that's the next part of my flywheel. When I do the work, it's almost just a natural and almost inevitable thing that happens for me that I shift into the state of being way more productive and nurturing the relationships that I care about. Okay. When I am more productive, and when I am nurturing the relationships that I care deeply about, it is almost inevitable that I shift onto the next part of my flywheel, which is to generate more value and earn more income, to make better decisions with more clarity of thought, more consideration, and being more deliberate, and to have strong and healthy relationships in the areas that I care about, which is personal business across the board. When I am earning more money and when I'm creating more value, and being more useful to the world, when I'm making better decisions, more deliberate, being clearer, and when I have very strong relationships in the areas that I care about, then it is almost inevitable that I move on to the next part of my flywheel, which is to feel confident. And just a note there, the difference between confidence and arrogance and egotistical is quite different here. So for me, it's to feel confident, to feel balanced, to be inspired, and to feel and be useful to all of the people and let's say stakeholders in my life. And that then inevitably for me moves back to the top of the flywheel, which is to do the work again. So when I'm feeling confident, balanced, inspired, and useful, it's easier and it's almost inevitable for me to practice my meditation practice and NSDR, to get into my exercise and my core work, to eat well in my day types, which leads back to being more productive and nurture relationships, which leads to earning more money, generating more value, being more useful, making better decisions, having strong relationships, which inevitably moves to me feeling more confident, being more balanced, being inspired, being useful, and back to the top again. And 
the way that I use this practically, this won't be the same for you, but my practical application of this is that I draw this out. It's on my whiteboard. It's in my Remarkable. It's all over the place. And at least once a week, I check in on this and I see how I'm doing. So I look at the step one in my flywheel and I just rate it out of 10. I just go, how am I feeling about this do the work part out of 10? Last week, I felt like I was a five out of 10 and it was showing everywhere else. I was going, oh, that's interesting. I dropped a bit of discipline on some of these areas. So I was actually feeling five out of 10, which then led on to me not being as productive as I would have liked last week. So that I was at a seven out of 10. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't optimal. And that then led on to me rating myself as a six out of 10 in terms of generating more value and generating more money and making better decisions because I was a bit rushed in some things. And that led on to me feeling at a five out of 10 overall and in, in terms of confidence, balance, inspired, and feeling useful. So what did I do? I had a look at this and I went, okay, right. I've rated myself sort of five, seven, six, and five out of 10 here. I've got to really double down on these things. So I went very hard at the do the work stuff. And I really got some discipline back in. And that led to increasing feeling more productive and so on and so on. And now today, at this time of recording, I'm feeling like these are all sort of up there in the eights and nines. And it's showing in my life. It's showing in my productivity. It's showing in me feeling organized. It's showing in my mental state at the moment, which is very good. And it's showing in my physical state, which is also, you know, I'm feeling very, I'm feeling very good at the moment. So again, with all of these things that I talk about, these are just tools right? Like spending the time and doing this work, it's useful. It is useful for sure because it's contemplative work and it's reflection work. But there needs to be a practical application for this to actually make it meaningful and useful in your life. And for me, the practical application is drawing this out on a whiteboard, in your journal. I use a Remarkable for that kind of stuff. They're pretty cool. doesn't really matter where it is. can be in your laptop, can be in a physical journal, whatever. The point is that it's visualized and that you're checking in on this thing on a cadence that works for you. For me, it's about weekly to just check in and go, hey, how am I doing on each stage of my flywheel? Oh, that's interesting. I'm lapsing over here. Cool. Let me put some energy into this to reignite some momentum in my flywheel. This is an example of a personal flywheel. It's probably not going to be super relevant for you. I've also sort of summarized it. I haven't given you all the information, but I've given you a good idea of what it sort of could look like. There's nothing stopping you using this exact same process to apply to your business. I didn't want to do a business one because it's just so specific in my experience to one's business. But hopefully, if you can figure out a personal flywheel, then you can apply that same process to your business and use that as a tool with your leadership team to continually check in and go, hey, guys, this point in the flywheel, you know what? We're actually not doing very well here. We need to just re-emphasize this point in the flywheel, maybe bring it into an OKR, maybe bring it into a something down on your issues list or into your seven day to do's, however you are managing things and really just put some emphasis on it to reignite this momentum and this energy into this flywheel, which ultimately you want to build up enough momentum such that it kind of just doesn't require much energy to keep moving. So this has been something for me that has been quite difficult to do. It took me many iterations to get to where I am. And I have no doubt that I'm going to iterate on this further and change it in the future. But it's become a very useful tool for me that I use to check in and calibrate where I am and where I should be putting my focus and energy in my personal life, which, as you can tell from my flywheel, extends into my professional life, of course. because Well, maybe not of course, but for me, those things are completely intertwined. They're, they're not separate. I really hope this was useful. And in future episodes, I'll also talk about 
how this links to the process that I use for like task management and project management. I use the getting things done method, how this links into my scheduling and day types, which I've done an episode on before and, and how these things all begin to kind of tie in together and talk to each other because these systems should completely be complementary and not stand alone. So really hope this was useful. You're welcome to reach out to me if you, if you want to sort of add to this or ask any clarifying questions. And, you know, as always, this is just a tool. The application and adoption and execution of the tool is what really makes the episode uh, valuable to you. So I hope you got some value and I'll see you again soon. If you want to talk about working with me as a business improvement coach, please reach out either on mike at smbmastery.com.au or you can find me on LinkedIn. Please do share this podcast with whoever you think will get value from it. And if you have five minutes, please do give us a rating and review. They really do help with making the podcast visible. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening and I'll be back soon with the next episode.